What up, everybody? We are back again with Drink Local. This is episode nine, and we are going to be talking about women in beer. So if you don't know who we are, well, my name is William. And I'm Misa. We are avid, longtime craft beer enthusiasts. We aren't industry insiders. We are not Cicerones, and we aren't brewers. We definitely are not critics. What we are is we are people just like you. We just really, really love beer. We have been drinking craft beer for 15 years, and during that time, our passion has been informed by so many experiences <laughs> from this. Uh, whether it's tourism, our culinary preferences, the types of activities we like to do for fun, craft beer has always played a role. So with that said, believe it or not, I have not had anything to drink for a few days. Beer-wise. Beer-wise, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I have, I mean, I'm not as hydrated as I need to be. Yeah, I know. You know? Yeah, um, you're not. My lips are very chapped, as you yeah. can see. You should drink more water. I should be drinking more water. But uh, regardless of that, let's crack this open. Hey. Hey, smooth one. This was your best open yet. Let's see if it I gets into, so. the bo- into the uh, glass. Nice. What do you mean, let's see if it gets into the glass? I don't know. I mean, you might yeah, I, mess I, it I up. I thought I would there. miss the entire glass. <laughs> Jeez. Wow, nice, nice. All right. Nice. So, yeah, so it is Women's History Month still. Yes. And we're at the tail end of it, but. Yeah, we're at the tail end of it. Catching it. But uh, we're going to do a little special just in commemoration of that. So, we got these beers. Cheers. Cheers. <sighs> mm. Oh, yeah. It's too much foam. So, the beers that we have today. Mm-hmm. What I'm drinking in particular Mm. is a Bruyard Beer Company Mm -hmm. Sunday Morning Blonde California Lager. And the uh, next beer that we have is a Coherence California Pale Ale from Institution Ale Company. Mm -hmm. And the last beer that we are drinking is also... From Institution Ale Company. This is the first time we've had two beers from the same brewery. Is it? I believe so. Mm. At the same time. Okay. And that's called Till the Sun's Gone West. And that's a Citra Mosaic IP. That sounds really good. I thought you said Tilda, like Swinton. (laughs) (laughs) Tilda. Tilda, okay. So the reason why we uh, got these three beers Uh is, well... We wanted to do a Women in Beer episode, but we could not get all of the beers that we wanted from the breweries that are run by women mm-hmm. or that are very, that have a woman at, in a central role mm-hmm. at the time. So we had to settle for beers that all had women on the can art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's, we, it's been limited how much we've been going out. And all this, so this is uh, what we got. Yeah, and I'm totally satisfied with mm-hmm. what we have. So yeah, so uh, you can explain the uh, beer can art, I guess. Yeah. So the one that I'm drinking once again is the Sunday Morning Blonde California Lager uh-huh. from Brewyard Beer Company. Uh-huh. They're and... in Glendale. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I've never heard of this brewery. Neither. Yeah, and you know, I mean, honestly, I haven't done very much exploration in Glendale aside yeah. from the Glendale Tap. Yeah, you know, but I like guess it's they're they're the first microbrewery in Glendale that opened in 2015. I see, like even a few in Burbank. Yeah, you know, which is kind of in the area of Glendale, yeah. but not much of the Glendale area. So hopefully, one day we'll rectify that. Mm-hmm. But this can art is just a young lady. With wearing, I'm gonna say Spanx. <laughs> no, what? Like leggings. Okay, I wanted to call them Spanx. I think Spanx are like underwear. Oh, really? See, like, I don't know. Okay, so. They're the things like women wear to like keep their shit tucked in. So you, your figure is like, you, you got, you know, when you wear a dress or something, something tight, it just keeps your shit together. 
I just wanted to say something. You know, this is just like the color conversation from last week. Like I said, you know, I don't know what this stuff is called, but I wanted to call it Spanx. Uh-huh. You know, because I've always wanted to say that word. You know? Why? <laughs> because it's fun. I mean, I guess they also can't make leggings, but yeah, it's like... Uh, I think it's it's uh, basically... Spanx is like what Kim Kardashian was trying to fucking do. The uh, kimono? Yeah. That was wild disrespectful. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so yeah. anyway, um, she is also wearing a sweater mm -hmm. with her shoulders revealed, mm -hmm. and she is drinking a beer and looking up into the future. It's really beautiful. So she this is, is Sunday morning, yeah, okay. and she's not blonde like the <laughs> beer is, mm -hmm. she's a brunette, mm -hmm. she has green eyes. And there is a lot of, I don't know what these designs are called. Do you know what these designs are called? These little uh, circles? They're, they look like scales, but I think like in Japanese, like um, traditional J Japanese like patterns, we have that too. And those are considered like waves, I think. But I they see. look like scales. I see. Well, it's very cool. Or rainbows. So it says that the artwork is by Jackie C. Smith. So, oh, cool. a woman artist. Mm -hmm. Find more of her beautiful artwork at JackieCSmith.com. Let me repeat mm -hmm. that. JackieCSmith.com. And that's J-A-C-Q-U-I-C-S-M-I-T-H.com. Or at JackieCSmith on Instagram. The main inspiration for her artwork stems from her desire to see women of color in all shapes sizes, ethnicities, hmm. and beliefs lifted up and encouraged. Well, wow. Wow, so it was appropriate. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Awesome. And you know, like, this sounds like somebody who would not be in favor of Spanx <laughs> if they are uh, to keep your shit tucked in, as you described it. <laughs> it sounds like she's, uh, she's all about goddamn body positivity. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, so I guess Brewyard is in Glendale, like I said, and they specialize in lagers, more specifically California lagers. This beer is fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's like really, you know, crushable. Yeah. Drinkable. I don't know what a California lager is. I don't know how that differentiates from other lagers. I, I can tell you when I've had beers that have been described as California Lagers or Cali yeah or California mm -hmm. Commons. Mm -hmm. I thought they were. I, I thought Common was appropriate. They were just very <laughs> like. So it says, "What is a California or Common log Lager?" This is on their website. It's a beer that is fermented with lager yeast at high ale-like temperatures for shorter periods of time and completely skips the lagering process. Oh, this brewing technique allows for a flavor profile similar to an ale but still retains a lighter body of a traditional lager. I see. They can be cloudy or clear in appearance. We like to call them California lagers for short. Wow. Okay. Well, you know what? I mean, cool. now that I know uh -huh. what I'm looking for, that kind of changes my perspective on it. It doesn't change how I feel about it. I've, <laughs> I've still found them to be very common, uh -huh. but definitely... In general, right? Yeah, I was looking for a lager, uh -huh. and what I was drinking was more akin to an ale. I see. So, yeah, but this is really good. Yeah, you know? it is. It's... Sweet like a blonde, mm -hmm. but it's full-bodied mm -hmm. like an ale. It is. Yeah. So tell me about the one you're drinking. Um. So the one I'm drinking is Till the Sun Goes Down. I mean, Till the Sun's Gone West. Citra <laughs> and Mosaic IPA. Love um, Citra and Mosaic hops. It's, it's pretty juicy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming it's like a West Coast IPA. Gotta be. Um, and so this one has an illustration of a woman holding an umbrella and the tip of the umbrella. And then she's also holding something that's like almost like a yo-yo. I don't even know what, but hanging from it. And they both look like eyeballs. What do you think? Are they eyeballs? Yeah, I'm seeing eyeballs <laughs> now that you mention it, you know, or like maybe 
like skateboard wheels. I don't know. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing eyeballs. It is, she has on, I guess she has a parasol, not an umbrella because it's not raining. But, but I mean, there's a sun behind her uh-huh. and she's like, the lines are bleeding almost as if she's in motion, mm-hmm. you know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's a very beautiful can. And this woman is also, you know, she has brown skin. She has black hair. I'm trying to see if there's like information on the artist, but. Yeah, we don't see any information on the artist on this can. But this beer is 7.1%. Um, and then this other one. Did you try this one? I haven't tried it yet, but this so is this also. What's it called? Oh, this is a California Pale Ale. Coherence California Pale Ale. Hmm. And can you describe this can? Okay, so this one is has a woman with two poofy, like, buns. Afro puffs. Afro puffs. And she's uh, doing, like, a namaste pose in the middle. And then there's, like, a front view of her. And then like a three-quarter view and then a side view on each side. And it kind of gets like blurry towards the sides. This is also institution. Yeah. And so, yeah, the can art's like cool. I want to know Yeah, all of the the can art is is fascinating. And this one also has, this is a black woman. So Mm -hmm. all of these cans feature women of color, Mm -hmm. which is really interesting and really cool. This is kind of something that just happened it these were the beers that we had in our fridge (laughs) right now when i you know i went and collected a whole bunch a while back and this is what we had and they happened to fit the theme this is really cool Mm -hmm. all right so to give you guys the rundown we're going to be talking about women in beer and so i'm gonna ask misato to Mm -hmm. Describe her experience. We're going to talk a little bit about the Pink Boots Society. And then we're going to talk about women in beer. After that, we're going to do what made you want to drink. Okay. And then we are going to take questions from the beer curious. Okay. So, Misato. Yes. Or Misa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can you uh, give us a little bit about your experience being who you are within this community all this time, how you've processed that, how people have processed you, so on? Well, I mean, I don't want to kind of, I don't want to overlap into what I'm going to talk about for what maybe you want to drink. Yeah, don't. Um, but, I mean, it's kind of hard not to. But I think overall, 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 it's been a positive experience, I would say. You know, like we, I think it was in the last episode where we mentioned how you always get free beer, you know, which I don't, that doesn't happen to me, but I'm totally fine with that. Um, I get to taste all this great beer, you know, and I would say that, like, you know, because what you say at the beginning of every podcast, we're not critics, we're not brewers, we're not whatever. We just drink beer. Yeah, we're not insiders. We're not insiders. We're outsiders. You know? Yeah, <laughs> we are. We just go to places and drink beer. We buy beer, come we're home. We're Westsiders. And... Sorry, I, I just felt. I have a on the east side. Of the west side. Of the west side. <laughs> anyway, so. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's been fine you know and I think that the more I learn about different breweries um and whatnot and how women have a part in in it you know like uh like for example like three weavers we you know I knew that it was uh like a woman-owned mm-hmm. brewery and all this but even places that aren't necessarily owned by women, there's um, a lot of breweries that where we've 
I'll find out that the you know the head boo is like a woman or you know um and so it's kind of encouraging not that I'm like trying to be a brewer or anything like that but it's I'm sure there's still less you know I'm sure it's more men than women but it's good to see um I remember in particular when we were in Japan a few years ago and we went to um Ushitora, Ushitora which is uh it it started as like a beer craft beer bar izakaya and then they opened a brewery uh, a few years ago and so we happened to go to like, there's two locations and we went to the uh, standing bar one we happened to go there and they were doing some sort of um event or whatever because I guess the people who the managers of that Ushtora, the standing bar, I think they were at an event or something. So then they had these two women who work at the brewery come out and, you know, work at the bar for that day or that weekend or whatever it was. And so we met so one of the women uh was actually a brewer and so the beer the one of the beers that she brewed um was on tap and I got to taste it and then the other woman was like I think she worked in like accounting or something like that um but you know we we asked them a lot of questions and you know it was it was really cool yeah yeah i remember that that was really cool yeah definitely yeah that that was you know one of my first times in japan mm -hmm. seeing women mm -hmm. who played a central role mm -hmm in the creation of craft beer mm -hmm. but then i think it was that same year we went to several different places and we actually discovered like a few other women because remember that place we went to a uh, beer bar mondo mm -hmm. um it was like a, a this beer bar that has like a tiny little brewery in the back and um the owner slash brewer was there and he kind of showed us stuff and he drinking with him was this other woman this woman who was like a brewer yeah remember she yeah. was there she she kind of said hi and like yeah she was very nice yeah. and she actually you know she was she started as a fan right and she became one of the head brewers at that bar but that was not the same trip that was oh, the was trip a after one. okay okay um so when you interact mm -hmm. with beer people, mm -hmm. like, do you feel like any type of kinship or like, I don't know, um, level of mutual interest among other women who are kind of into beer? Like, uh, or, like, yeah. Like, you mean, like, with my friends? Yeah. Who, like, uh, yeah, I mean, I have a few friends who are women who are actually, like, into craft beer. And, yeah, I, I guess so, yeah, because it is still not the majority, you know? Like, if I'm with, like, a group of friends, it's not, like, they're all into craft beer. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure there's other people who out there who have a bunch of friends, like, that are into beer, you know? But maybe it just so happens that, like... And these are all friends that I... Well, I don't know. Well, one of them. She, well, I met her kind of through beer, you know? But another friend, she's... I you know, we're friends and she got into beer just like I got into beer, you know? So, yeah, I think in a way, so we can like share stuff and kind of like go to breweries together and stuff like that, you know? Stuff that I won't necessarily do with my other friends who aren't really interested in beer, mm -hmm. you know? Have you ever been able to like get someone interested in beer? Um, to an extent, 
but not so much where they're like, okay, well now I'm into beer. Mm, you know mm. what I mean? I don't think so. Well, okay, so this wasn't through me, but another person I just thought of who is close to me that's into beer is my sister. Yeah, I was. I, was <laughs> I totally waiting, forgot. I was about waiting her. for you to say that. I was. That was my next question. <laughs> Completely forgot about my <laughs> old sister, my my young younger sister. Um, but she, I don't know, like how she really got into beer. Honestly, she was kind of into it. And then I don't know if like meeting her husband got her more into it or not, but I mean, definitely helped. Yeah. Well, but we were going out and right. Just mm -hmm. meet you and me and her. Yeah. We we would go out for a long time. Yeah. So. I think she's somebody who's just like open to like new things to get into, yeah. new experiences. So, yeah. And her husband works in the beer industry. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, I wouldn't say that that was like my doing or anything. Well, you know, like I found that a lot of my most memorable uh-huh. experiences uh-huh. as far as the craft beer community goes, uh-huh. whether it's, you know, something funny or just something, you know, interesting, uh-huh. tend to involve very knowledgeable women uh-huh. within the craft beer industry. You know, uh-huh. like I, I recall this one time when uh-huh. I was at Lucky Baldwin's, you know, this was... Oh, yeah, yeah, the Cicerone. Yeah, the Cicerone, yeah, yeah. she was awesome. You know, like she well, was one that, of the... That was she like was, the- First Cicerone we ever met. First Cicerone, yeah, that we'd ever met. We're like, what the hell's a Cicerone? Yeah, and this was before you could get an online Cicerone certification. Right, right, right. You know, this was when you had to go go to classes and shit. Yeah, Yeah. like in the middle of middle America. Is that what she was doing? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, to become a Cicerone, you know, and so a Cicerone Mm -hmm. is like Like a a sommelier, which beer. Yeah. for for beer mm-hmm. and i feel like now i hit you with two words <laughs> that are very strange yeah so basically that, that it's somebody who can identify beer mm-hmm. based on smelling the characteristics mm-hmm. or and tasting it yeah tasting it looking at colors, it they they yeah. become somewhat experts yeah. on beer from i guess the uh, consumption mm-hmm. side of it right, but not right. necessarily the production right side of it yeah, you know, I mean, I'm sure that once you kind of start digging into that kind of knowledge, there's definitely an overlap. But yeah, yeah. it's it's more about like tasting and mm-hmm. like maybe pairing and stuff like that probably goes into it. Um, there's something I thought I was going to say, but... I do recall this one time mm-hmm. where I was at a bar... And I ordered a Golden Drac, okay, which is, I believe, a Belgian. I think so, yeah. Strong ale, and <laughs> I was tasting it. I was enjoying it, feeling very smug and beery. You know, writing something uh-huh. as I am wont to do. Uh-huh. And the woman who served me my beer was very intimidating. Uh-huh. I remember, and she said. So, what did you think of that beer? And oh, it's a I, triple. And I say that, oh, it's a triple, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I say it like that because in my mind, she sounded like Xerxes from 300. <laughs> what? What did you think of that beer? I, I, I can't Shit. do it. I can't do a Xerxes voice. But <laughs> I feel like that's just my voice. Anyway. It is. Um, and... I really had trouble describing it. I uh-huh. and I just made this face like uh like I panicked uh-huh. and the word that came out of my mouth oh, no. was milky and she was <laughs> and I was like that's not a word you use to describe beer at all. And, and, and that wasn't the right word and that wasn't what I wanted. And she looked at me like, "Huh." And I was like, "Huh, I'm I'm sorry." <laughs> I it's just really like, you know, was I'll never forget that. And <laughs> Wait, where was this? Um, I don't recall where okay. it was. I just recall <laughs> the moment crystal clear in my oh, mind man. because from that moment on, I was like, I will never get caught 
unable to at least find some kind of lingo or nomenclature or something <laughs> in order to describe oh the beer that I'm drinking because I felt like I mean of course You're of, of, of course I was emasculated but I also you know I just felt bad for her you know I was like she thought that she could talk to me about this and I was way in over my head at that time I just wasn't ready you know I, I just was I was caught off guard I see you know yeah so anyway though um can you tell me a little bit about the Pink Boots Society? Okay. So it's a nonprofit organization. And when you go to their website, you can see their chapters. Um, and there's like, it's like all over the world. Um, you know, a lot of it is in the United States, but there's some in like Asia, Australia, New Zealand, Europe, parts of Europe, South America. So it's like really all over the place, you know? So I didn't know it was like such an international um, organization. Um, and I guess, I don't know if it was founded in 2007, but um, I guess, so it's like an, they're, motto their mission is to assist inspire and encourage women beer industry professionals to advance their careers through education wow interesting yeah so it is i guess more for the uh people who are actually in the beer industry mm. and so every march 8th for uh -huh. Um, International Women's Day. Mm -hmm. They they started doing this in like I think twenty thirteen. Okay. To start a uh, uh, collaboration brew day. So it's called yeah Pink Boots Collaboration Brew Day. Um. So on March eighth, they all get together and brew. Because I do remember seeing on Instagram, like, I'll see photos of, like, a bunch of women wearing pink boots at, like, a brewery, like, brewing beer. So I guess if they're brewing it on March 8th, the beer is probably not going to be available then. But I'm not entirely sure. Um, but what's cool is that, like, in uh, 2018, they started a partnership with Yakima Chief Hops which is like a company that makes hops, um, grows hops. So they make like a special hops every year, I guess uh, the year like in the fall. And then they all get together and then they uh, use those hops to make beer in whatever styles. And so this year, if you, you can go to like their um, Instagram, and they've been kind of posting a bunch of different breweries who got together, you know, participated in this collaboration brew day thing. So it's pretty cool. So I don't, it, I mean, some of it, I'm seeing like actual cans of the beers. So I, I guess some of it's ready, but yeah, I'm kind of excited to see these beers yeah you know become available hmm. so it's kind of cool that you so, know they got like a hop you know um, company involved and it's like a whole process are you aware of uh -huh. the significance of the term pink boots is this is there something is there some meaning behind this yeah well I guess it was originally named that because the the founder Terry Ferendorf <laughs> she That sounds like a beer name. Ferendorf. I know it totally does. It sounds like Genendorf. I don't know what that is. Uh, I think that that's the uh the bad guy from Legend of Zelda. Oh, okay. Um 
<laughs> I don't I, I don't know why that was in my head. This is what it sounded like. So she well she started this because she was on a road trip and she went to like 70 different breweries and participated in 38 brewings. And then it made her realize that a lot of the women brewers didn't know that she met, didn't know that there's other women out there doing this. So Epic. she wanted to kind of bring them together. Bring him together. Yeah. So when she uh, she founded a nonprofit organization and named it after the pink boots she wore when brewing, which had been given to her by her mother-in-law. Wow. Yeah. That's so she amazing. was actually wearing pink boots, but uh, they came up with different uh, things for the acronym, I guess. So P is passion. I is integrity and inspiration. N is for networking. K is for knowledge. B is for beer and brewing. O is for opportunity. The other O is open exchange of ideas. T is teach and S is success. Wow. So That's fantastic. Yes, yeah, so there's a, a lot of meaning behind pink boots. Yeah, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. You know, and I love the fact that yeah. it was her mother-in-law yeah, who yeah, gave yeah. her those boots. Mm -hmm. That's really fascinating. Yeah. That's really cool. Woman to woman. <laughs> yep. So I am going to talk a little bit about some women in beer okay. here in L.A. Okay. Because, well... I'm always excited when I see just diversity mm -hmm. within any community that I'm involved in. That's just how my life has always been. Like from the earliest days, all of my friends groups have been multicultural right. or, you know, multigender. Mm -hmm. And like they used to, like they would always call us the UN because we were always, mm -hmm. you know, different, mm -hmm. you know? And I am always attracted to that kind of thing. So I kind of keep these things in mind, you know. So when I see these people, I kind of remember them. So I happened to actually find an article mm -hmm. that covered some of the women mm -hmm. that I have met or that I have seen or interacted with mm -hmm. throughout, you know, drinking beer in LA okay. that, you know, have some kind of central role within the LA craft beer community. Mm -hmm. So this article is actually on timeout.com. Okay. And I don't know what that is. I've never heard of it. <laughs> okay. But the author is Erin Kushner and that's E-R-I-N. Okay. Kushner. Uh-huh. And she wrote an article Meet five women behind your favorite L.A. beers. Oh. I'm not going to get into all five. Okay. I'm only going to talk about the ones that I've met. Oh, okay. Okay? Or that I've seen. All right. So. How old is this article, by the way? This article is from 2016. Oh, so okay. these people may have moved on. You know, some <laughs> okay. of them. Right. I Maybe. know they haven't. Uh -huh. But it's very likely that they're mm -hmm. still there. And I know, I know at least two of them are still there. Okay. Okay? One of them, mm -hmm. I don't know. Okay. Okay? So, um, these are some really fascinating individuals. Okay. And the first one I'm going to talk about is, well, I might as well talk about Alexandra Noel mm -hmm. from Three Weavers. Okay. And the reason why is because she's actually... The president of the Pink Boots Society chapter LA. of Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. Yeah. And she is the brewmaster uh -huh. at Three Weavers. Yeah. She was also the first female brewmaster. head brewmaster right, in, in Los Angeles. Right. I think I mentioned that when we were drinking the Three Weavers beer. Yeah. And that was in 2014 so it wasn't right. even that long ago right you know yeah yeah and three weavers is one of our favorite breweries right they make some of the best beer yeah we LA. mentioned them last episode we never stopped talking about it <laughs> we never do and i wasn't trying to do that like i'm trying to talk about more beers but i keep talking about three weavers mm -hmm. anyway yeah so you know she was 
Of course, also Lynn Weaver is uh-huh. the owner right, right, of Three right. Weavers, uh-huh. also a woman. Uh-huh. But um, basically, Alexandra Knoll, she kind of got started working at Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Uh-huh. And she also went to college uh-huh. for beer science, essentially, uh-huh. or, or brewing science. Uh-huh. I'm not sure how you describe it. But, um, and then she, uh, she went from Sierra Nevada to Drake's mm-hmm. and then she went to Kinetic mm-hmm. and then she ended up becoming the head brewmaster mm-hmm. at Three Weavers. And ever since then, she has been brewing great beer for yeah. them, mm-hmm. you know? And I thought that was really fascinating. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really excited about that and I hope it continues. The next person that I want to bring up I guess this is somebody that you might know as well. Okay. This is Ting Su uh-huh. from Eagle Rock oh, Brewery. Uh-huh. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so she actually is one of the co-founders of the brewery. Okay. And which was founded in 2011. Uh-huh. And, you know, of course, if you go to Eagle Rock, you're going to see painted portrait of her <laughs> on the wall along with the other founders. Right. And what she did that was really interesting mm-hmm. was she started Eagle Rock Brewery's Women's Beer Forum. Yeah. Yes. And so it's a monthly gathering where women interested in learning more about beer can sample a flight, talk the characteristics and style of each beer and hear from guest beer professionals. And so mm-hmm. her whole thing was, I guess that she kind of started to generate a level of frustration mm-hmm. in noticing that, in her opinion, mm-hmm. women were having trouble mm-hmm. describing beer. Hmm. Now, honestly, I think that's everyone. I know. Because, you know, I, <laughs> I told the story about myself. You right. know, I had been drinking beer for years when that golden drop debacle <laughs> happened. You know, and You're I like, thought I knew my up. shit. Yeah. yeah, but I just wasn't ready. But, but you know, she, that's interesting that it was like the dis- describing of beer. Yeah, and she huh. said that she wanted to make sure that women were able to use uh-huh. the language interesting. that they need to use within the industry, like the, the jargon, so to speak, uh-huh. Uh-huh. in order to describe a beer that they like or don't like. Right. Right. You know, because she had just found that the level of knowledge, uh-huh. she felt it wasn't there. Like, uh-huh. once again, you know, I think it's a matter of perspective, you know, but at the same time, she has a much, like, her own field study. Right. Her field study is wider than mine. Right. You know? And I think that, like, even if you've been drinking for years, like you said, and you know what you like, and you have opinions or feelings about certain beers and whatnot, but being able to put it into words right. is another kind of thing. You well, know? everything so has I, jargon. I get that, yeah. Right? right. So if you learn the jargon, totally. it really does go a long way right. to help you do what you need to do as far as describing it. And right. I can kind of understand yeah. where she's coming from yeah. because regardless of whether what she said is true or not, mm-hmm. the perception of what she right, said is exactly. very, very strong. Right, exactly. You know, right. like, and I think that for women, uh-huh. it can be, like, I think that women are more greatly scrutinized mm-hmm. than men are right. in situations of all kinds. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's, you know, beer, uh-huh. whether it's politics, mm-hmm. whether it's, like, you know, the entertainment industry or video games. You Probably see it, every fucking industry, yeah, yeah. honestly. Yeah, no, that, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you see it you see all, all over the place, you right. know? And even in female-dominated industries, mm-hmm. that scrutiny is still there. Totally. You know, mm-hmm. it's, you know it's, it's an unfortunate element of our culture. Yeah. You know, it's something that I wish that we would get away from, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because it puts so much pressure and high expectations on people mm-hmm. at just a casual level. Like everything becomes a battle. And yeah. you don't like you you don't want it to be like that. Like you want people to feel a sense of comfort, you know? Yeah. I, I to sorry sorry to interrupt, but like No, I'm done. It I remember when I was in college 
uh, I went to art school mm -hmm. and you know I came straight from high school um, I like to draw and whatever and I went to art school you know but I wasn't aware of the so-called art world and I was like kind of surprised that like because this is me young coming from Japan not really aware of like gender politics and like all this kind of stuff you know and so when uh it might have been a teacher or some other student mentioned like you know oh like in the art world you know like white males this and that and I was like what like why why would that matter you know what I mean like yeah. I mean maybe naive right but like I was just like huh like I didn't get it you know I was like really like surprised to be like wait what like that's a thing like why does that even like who care you know like Aren't we looking at art here? But like, I mean, you know, that's a thing. So yeah. I, I just remember just being like, what? So yeah, it's everywhere. No, yeah. Um, we all want to feel like that, you know? Yeah. Now, let me just get to this last one. Yeah. But did you have something you wanted to get out? Um, No, I'll say it after you're okay. done. So this last one is Devin Randall uh -huh. of Arts District Brewing. Oh, okay? okay. So Devin Randall, she is actually an LA native. Mm-hmm. And she was a real estate agent, essentially. Oh, okay. Part-time. So she kind of fell in love with brewing. Uh-huh. And she knocked on every door she could, and she found an internship uh -huh. at Lost Abbey. Oh. So this is in San Diego. Uh-huh. And after that, you know, it kind of, she kept on moving up yeah. the ladder yeah. until she became one of the brewing apprentices. Mm -hmm. And then she learned everything she needed to learn. Mm -hmm. And she became very good at brewing. She's also friends with Alexandra. Uh -huh. And she became one of the, she became the brewmaster at Pizza Port. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which makes great beer that is highly distributed. I feel like I read about her. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And then she eventually got the job as the brewmaster at Arts District. So and she's a brewmaster. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And so she brewed so many, like, they have so many beers. Yeah, they do, yeah. They have a lot of beers. Apparently, that's all her, but she also co-brews mm -hmm. with Alexandra. Okay. And they brew beers together because mm -hmm. they're really good friends, uh -huh. which is really cool. And so there are so many things about that story that I like yeah. because I like, you know, um, I don't know if the word is entrepreneurship, uh -huh. but I like, you know, when people just go after something, yeah. you know, and their story and they have that success story, so to speak, right. of moving up and trying, you know, and I mean, for yeah. Part of it is that, you know, um, I'm not really like that, uh -huh. <laughs> you know, uh -huh. but I really admire that quality uh -huh. that people have. And, you know, there are, you know, there are times when I wish that I was like that. But I think it's really cool when I hear that because I find it inspiring. You know, it's very inspiring to hear stories like that. And then, of course, yeah. you know, I love friendship. Uh -huh. So I'm a, <laughs> like, I get really excited about, you know, um, any type of you know, just really tight knit, close relationship like that, right. like that, like touches my heart. Yeah. So I wanted to mention that, and uh -huh. all of these women are responsible uh -huh. for something important in yeah, LA craft sure. beer, Definitely. and that's only a few of them. If you right. read the article on Time Out, once again, it is meet five women behind your favorite LA beers. There are two women that I haven't even mentioned because you got to go check the article. Oh, you know. Oh, what a and tease! There are so what a many tease more. for an article that's four years old. An old ass <laughs> article, yeah, yeah, from from simpler times. <laughs> well, that's questionable. Yeah, yeah, um, it was. Yeah, but yeah, it was well, October third, so oh, it was getting uh, it, was, it was getting it was on the precipice. It but really was. Anyway, uh, so. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I do think it's common uh, for brewers because whenever I read about 
a brewer at this brewery or some new brewery. You know, they are always starting out somewhere, apprenticing somewhere, and then they'll move to this brewery. And so I think that's definitely like a common path. Yeah. And I feel like, like whenever I read that, it's like cool because you kind of see like, oh, like you kind of can trace the DNA of that brewery totally. through where the brewers have been totally. and learned and learned under who and all this stuff, you know, and it really kind of enforces the whole community, you know, that's so strong in the craft beer world, yeah. you know, which is like really awesome. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to mention one more article. This is actually newer. This is from March 9th, 2020. So this year. Oh, so look at you, Miss Relevant. Yeah. Well, but I can't take credit because my friend actually uh, tagged me on Instagram because she saw this um, article, but like on Instagram and she's like, oh, you should join this or whatever. And it's called, uh, it's on LA Taco. Yeah. LATaco.com. I love LA Taco. Um, and so the article is called, We Don't Only Drink Wine. Mm. How LA women are brewing up change in the local craft beer scene. Oh, I saw that too. Oh, you saw it? Yeah, I did. Um, and, I saw it on uh, Twitter. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So, um, so this is about like a group uh, called Mueres Brew Club mm-hmm. at Border X Brewing in Bell, which is in Southern California. Um, we've never been there. Yeah. But it's kind of like a... I guess it's kind of like a Latino, mm-hmm. you know, I guess that area is. Um, but this is like a group and they've done several meetings. I think they f- uh, were founded last year. So it's fairly new, but they have women uh, from, you know, t- like like they do kind of workshops and have guest speakers and talking about the history of beer and learning about how to brew beer and, you know, learning how to taste and all this kind of stuff. So this is not limited to uh, professionals in the industry. Um, but yeah, this art, it's a pretty long article, but I recommend you checking it out if you're interested. We'll definitely link all these articles yes, on the website. Yes, we will the link them on... Yeah, we will link them on our website, yeah. and we will also link them on our social media. Yeah, but they uh, they mention, oh, Imperial Western Beer Company, which yeah. I think we mentioned, mm-hmm. who, uh, oh, so Devin, mm-hmm. who was at Arts District, she's now at Imperial Western. So that's what that is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because okay, I do so remember that's a, yeah, that. Names, that. Yeah. yeah, so they mentioned her, me. they mentioned Arts District Brewing, I guess there's another woman there now. Uh, they mention uh, Eagle Rock, you know, so they, they're dropping a lot of names here, um, and you kind of get to know about, I mean, this is like the greater Los Angeles area, yeah. you know, it's focused on that, but like, it's really cool. But, I mean, to think that, you know, LA alone has all of this going on. And, so, you know, in 2014? Yeah. That's when the first female brewmaster. head brewmaster uh-huh. came into being. Right. That's fascinating. Yeah. And now it's just, you know, that, that's how, you know, it's so funny when a door opens. Right. You know, that's how it always is. Yeah. You know, it's really, that, that's why it's so important to open doors. And, you know, if you are fortunate enough mm-hmm. to go through a door mm-hmm. in life, mm-hmm. Hold it open. Hold the door. Hold the door. <laughs> Hold, Hold the, the door. door. Yeah. That's the message. Hold the door. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Misa, mm-hmm. what made you want to drink? Well, so, you know, I don't want to get too negative. You know, after all this uh, positivity. Yeah, you do. We, we got <laughs> We got to balance it out. There's a yin and yang to this joint. You're right, and that is the uh, that is the uh, segment. I mean, it's not always like negative or whatever, but but um. So when you were talking about what was my experience, you know, I saved this um, for when I was going to talk about this. Okay, 
So on, so this was actually March 1st. So this is literally the first day of Women's History Month, all right? So I, <laughs> I see this uh, tweet on our um, Drink Local, at Drink Local TV, uh, Twitter, as I follow, you know, we follow beer people. So I saw this tweet where this woman says, Beer Twitter. I would like you to know that last night I ordered a beer at a brew pub and the bartender said, you don't want that one. It's hoppy. And when I insisted that I do want it, he poured me a sample first so I could be extra sure I really meant it. In a nutshell, breweries, this is not how you treat women who order beer from you. I silently and incredulously fuming didn't say, do you know who I am? Which honestly was how I felt. Credit to my husband who said she used to work at a brewery. She knows what she's ordering. So I said, I feel the same way when they ask me, do you know what kind of beer you like? When I'm staring at the beer list for a while because I'm just trying to make it, take it all in. I appreciate you trying to be helpful, but it somehow never happens to William. So I was like, I totally feel you when I saw that tweet. Because, yeah, like I, like I responded, well, not to her, but um, like I tweeted, when I, when I go to a bar or a brewery that I've never been to, it doesn't happen that often, but it's happened more than once, definitely. And I'll be looking at a beer list. And if I take a, like a little too long, because like it's a fucking long ass list, and I'm just like, hmm, what do I feel like? I've had that, I've had that, okay, maybe this, and I'm like narrowing it down, you know what I mean? Um, and they'll, I mean, they're trying to be helpful, but also, like, it really never happens to you. Well, they're doing it in a condescending way. Yeah, you know, I mean, and they're not like, they'll be like nice about it, you know, they're not being like assholes to my face, but like, I feel condescended too, because I'm like, yeah, just fucking like, Give me a break. I'm just, I'm still looking. You know what I mean? Um, so that, like being, a, like when they assume that I'm like clueless. Right. And they're trying to help me, which like I appreciate you being helpful, but also like don't treat me like I, this is my fucking first rodeo. Okay. Don't make that assumption because I know you're fucking making that assumption right now. I and, love that phrase. <laughs> what? First rodeo. But go on. Yeah. And so that one is one. And then another is when I'm at uh, like a bar or a brewery or whatever and we're sitting and it'll be like William and I are sitting next to each other, right? And this happens like at a bar because we're all like next to each other, right? And there'll be like a, a, a another guy. And he'll start talking about something, you know, about beer or whatever. And then I'll like, you know, to us, I'm thinking that it's, he's talking to us, but he's actually only talking to William. And I'll like chime in because I, I can have this conversation too. And then they'll just like answer directly at William, won't even look at me. And then... When that happens, like, multiple times, I'm like, okay, all right, okay, all right, I see how it is, you know? And then I'm like, well, fuck yeah, I'm out. Well, you it's know? funny because <laughs> the way I process that uh -huh. is the wild thing about that mm -hmm. is, A, most of the time, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> and also, they are responding to what you are saying. That's what I'm saying. to me. Yes, you know? which is so crazy to me you right. know i'm like that's not like how like that's not a conversation do you know how a conversation works you know but they won't even look at me and this happens when we're talking about beer and this also happens when you know like at bars a lot of times there's sports on it'll be basketball and i'll fucking talk about basketball that's the one where i know yeah. way less than you yeah and i'm like oh hell no you know, and they'll like try to have the conversation with you and you're just like, I, I don't know. And I'm just like, dude, I got all the fucking intel. 
I know more than you, motherfucker. <laughs> I get so mad, but I'm like, you know what? You don't fucking deserve my intel. Get the fuck out of here. You can have this dumbass conversation with William. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you know. Uh, have a and, uh, fucking elementary ass conversation, like a fucking rookie ass sports fan over here. I don't know how I ended up getting attacked, but, <laughs> you know, that's fine too. But, Sorry, my rage just came out. Yeah, but also, like, if this happens, I don't want to talk to you guys. Like, I know, about, you, about you don't, you, like, you know? that's the ironic part about all of it because you don't even, like, you're just like, ah, I'm, I don't want to yeah. be in this conversation. Yeah, yeah, like, but it kind and of. You'll even, sorry. No, go ahead. And you'll even, like, try to direct that person to me like well but she knows or whatever you know but they still won't fucking look and when that's when i'm like you know what like i don't i don't need your fucking attention you don't deserve it you know it's funny because um you know uh treating women with the respect they deserve Mm -hmm. just makes your life as a man so much easier. So like even from a selfish mm-hmm. chauvinistic standpoint, mm-hmm. it's still in your benefit to do that. But anyway though, it just reminds me of that episode mm-hmm. of High Fidelity yes. which is on Hulu? Yeah, it's on Hulu. Yeah. So High Fidelity Please is watch it. a show that's based on the movie that's based on the novel. Right. Uh-huh. And it's kind of a gender flipped yeah. version of the uh, John Cusack mm-hmm. film mm-hmm. starring Zoe Kravitz mm-hmm. as Rob. Mm-hmm. And the best episode of the season, in my it opinion. It really is. I think, yeah, uh, it's, um, I think it's a consensus best episode, honestly. Yeah. It was the episode where they, where Rob and the guy that she was kind of having an on and off relationship yeah. went to pick up a bunch of very rare records that mm-hmm. were for sale mm-hmm. from a very rich woman who was going through a divorce mm-hmm. with her husband. Played by Parker Posey. Oh, the, oh, 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 the, the, the woman. Yeah, Parker Posey. which is okay. fucking genius. Yeah, yeah. Fa- fa- fantastic <laughs> casting. Uh-huh. Yeah, and... Just worth it for that. Yeah, and... Um, she was selling his record collection yeah. as revenge, and uh-huh. she wanted to sell it for $20. Right. And it was a record collection that was worth tens of thousands of dollars. Right. It was, like, super rare, and it was, like, a lot. Right. Yeah. Right. And so Rob, who loves records, mm-hmm. she felt bad, and right. she couldn't take the record collection right. for that price. Yeah. Especially because... You <laughs> she know, kept trying to offer more yeah, money. Yeah. Even though Parker Posey's character was yeah. saying, no, he's a dick. Right. And she was like, but there's a kinship between he and I. Right. Because we love records. Right. You know? So she had to go meet the guy. <laughs> so she... Like, yeah. was he really a dick? What kind of a dick is he? So she went to the bar that he's always at yeah. after getting this intel from Parker Posey's mm-hmm. character and undercover mm-hmm. met up with him mm-hmm. to talk to him and kind of get a feeling for him to yeah. see if she could carry this out or not. Right. Of course, the guy was a huge dick. And the, the, the tension, yeah. of course, came in the fact that he kept talking mm-hmm. to the on and off boyfriend right. of Rob uh-huh. that about music yeah about music and about records yeah. and he knows nothing right and he kept trying to be like well she's the expert and he was doing the thing that you do to trying to be like well talk to her cuz she knows way more like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about like she knows and she would try to say you know, well, you mean this and this. And he'd be like, well, blah, blah, blah. And then he kept looking at the guy and trying to talk to the guy. And I was like, oh, my God. So. It was extremely well written. <laughs> it was. Dialogue, that definitely must have happened to whoever wrote that yeah, shit. Yeah, it was so funny. And it was so heartfelt and so on point. It like, was so on point. Yeah, it was. It really made the show. Yeah. It was my favorite episode of the show, yeah, like you great. said, it was probably the consensus favorite episode of the show. Mm-hmm. 
and I, we'll, we'll just leave it at that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, why don't we get into questions? So Let's do it. Today's question mm -hmm. from the Beer Curious mm -hmm. is, do you change the glass mm -hmm. that you're using uh -huh. based on the beer mm -hmm. that you are drinking? So, right. please, take well, that. Well, um, at home, I guess. Um, I think we try to. Um, we have like a ton of glassware, some that we've bought, some that we've gotten from like beer festivals and stuff like that. Um, so whenever we're drinking like, oh, uh, last year for like around Oktoberfest, whenever we would drink Oktoberfest beers, we kept drinking in the Stein. Stein. Yeah. Um. And, you know, we got some goblets and we got some snifters and stuff like that. So we try to, like, use those appropriately. But I think uh, a lot of times, I mean, because we have the most, like, pint glasses. So I think we end up doing pint glasses a lot. Partly yeah. because a lot of the beers that we tend to drink, like, go in the pint glass. Yeah. Well, I am somebody who... For my personal taste, uh -huh. I do think there's a proper glass yes. for the type of beer yes. that you drink. Uh -huh. But I also feel that for everyone else, uh -huh. they should do whatever makes them happy. Right. That um, I would never be one of those people who imposes on someone, you should be drinking this out of a certain glass. Right, right, right. For sure. going to alter the profile right. in such a way. Yeah. Um, but that's just my opinion. But for me, uh -huh. I do like it out of... You know, the type of glass that I feel that it's mm -hmm. appropriate, whether it's a tulip right. or any of the other mm -hmm. that you had mentioned mm -hmm. earlier. Mm -hmm. When I go to a bar, mm -hmm. generally, you know, some bars will know. Yeah. Some bars don't care. And, you right. know, for the sake of simplicity, a lot of bars just do one type of glass. That way that... It right. Just, or like one for one size and another for like a half, right. half the, whatever, or a taster. That, that, that just keeps it easy. You right. know, some bars have... All a kinds. wide array of glassware, right. right. you know, and it's kind of fun to see what they do. Yeah. But it's not a big deal for me right. either way. You know, I yeah. want to enjoy the beer and I want to taste the beer. And a lot of times if you're getting a taster, it's going to come in a certain type of little tiny thimble glass. <laughs> yeah. And um, I we do have, you know, we have a bazillion glasses at home. I think I counted it at one point. It was like... A lot. I don't even remember. It was a lot. It was a lot more than I thought, and we're trying to get rid of some. But um, but there's definitely out of like the glasses that we have, there's definitely like favorites, right? That we kind of like favor. Um, one of our favorite glasses is this smaller. I don't even know. Like an eight ounce, maybe not even like six ounce small beer glass like a japanese beer glass which is like japanese glasses are tiny um that says fucking hell on it and it's like an angel fucking a demon is that what's going on yeah um <laughs> which is like amazing like that's Sick one glass. of our favorite glasses yeah um and one of my favorites in recent years is this um welcome to la 10 18 2018 that I acquired in 2018, and it has a big 23 on it for LeBron. It's commemorating LeBron James coming yeah. to LA. <laughs> it's a massive glass. It's a massive it's a glass. It's a 20-ounce imperial pint glass. Um, yeah, and the you know this is my go-to glass whenever uh, I'm watching a Lakers game, which you know is on hold at the moment. But like you know when I have my game beer, I pour it in this glass, you know, and that's how I enjoy the game. So that's kind of like my favorite in that sense. The only time I really got upset about the whole glassware situation uh -huh. was when we were hanging out and drinking and Misa, uh -huh. she had a glass uh -huh. that looks like a jar. And <laughs> she it was, was drinking. She was drinking out of this glass that looks like a jar. 
So it's from a brewery. I forget. I f- it's from one of the San Diego breweries. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, Lagunitas makes a glass Lagunitas. that looks like a jar. So yes. th- it might have been that one, but there are others. Yeah. Anyway, so one night I get up and I want a late night glass of water, and I see what looks like a glass sh- or a, a glass jar shaped glass in. The uh, in the dishwasher, and so I grab it and I put some water in it and I start drinking it. And she walks in and she goes, "What are you doing drinking out of that jar?" <laughs> and I'm like, "It's not glass. She's like, it's a jar, fool." And I'm like, "I feel so trapped. I feel like you 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 laid a trap for me and you screwed me. You, you screwed looked, me over. You looked." So shook in that moment. You're like, what? I didn't want to be drinking out of a real jar. (laughs) Like, that's... I felt like such a clown. Uh, I'll never forget. I have been traumatized ever since. Uh, Now I don't drink out of any (laughs) jar-shaped glasses. You know, I mean, to be fair, that jar-shaped glass you're talking about is actually... It's not like a jar shape because it's like goes straight up instead of kind of like... Having that little like, you know, like a jar shape where it kind of goes in at the opening. Yeah, um, I was drinking but... out of like a spaghetti sauce. <laughs> yeah, jar. yeah, yeah, like, exactly. It, it might have like, even been a kimchi jar. When, when, I, <laughs> when I look, when I looked at it, like after I took a second look, you're like, oh my god, this is a jar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh it was like God, we're so supposed funny. to pickle something in there. Like anyway. Oh Jesus um, Christ! So. We hope you guys will join us again next time. That has been the Drink Local Podcast, episode nine. Yes. Women in Beer. We're almost on ten. If you guys want to keep up with us, you can find us on the Instagram. At Drink Local TV. You can find us on the Twitter. At Drink Local TV. You can find us on our website. Drinklocal.tv. And until then, guys, thank you so much once again. And bottoms up. Bottoms up.